Zia Ahmed, the best person to go to open mics with because he's a Lyft driver. I'll just take you from place to place. Like, yeah, let's hang out. Let's go. Um, thank you guys all for coming to the show tonight. I'll do like, I was one more cat joke. No, we, we've ex- I think we exhausted the cat jokes. Have we? I, I mean, I, 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 I love, I love this cat so much. Uh, he is just the best. And I know that he loves me so much because, uh, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend. Kitten didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked him. Meaning that the kid really, really loves me. <laughs> or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Mm, that's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. It is an old, old flappy vagina. On that, all professionals send on a vag joke. Am I right? I get to talk about it all I want because I could be naked right now and you wouldn't be able to see anything because I have so much pubic hair. It looks like a hair skirt. It's like I can, I don't feel embarrassed naked. I'm like, try to look. Can't see anything down there. I could actually French braid my pubes. It's really quite amazing. It's, it's, ooh, this has been a fun show. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Honestly, thank you to all the comedians, uh, to Boris Shakurko and John Gallagher and Charity Pomeroy and Zia Ahmed. And, and he was, Richard Kiss was right here. And there was another one that now, out of sight, out of mind. Who was the, was that all of us? That was it. That was it. That was all of us. Okay, cool. Yeah, and thanks to David in the back. Oh, and me. Oh, me. I did. I did jokes. I told jokes. Uh, and David Zunzu Kirscher for running the ones and tunes back there. And thank you guys all for being here. And uh, we'll be here next week and every Friday on Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay!
apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... The Let's Watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage in the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Simma Lieberman, everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal you. Then, at noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view, talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, It's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm. Everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. 
For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. And you get like half the number of presents that all your friends are getting. That that's you know it's you about zero. relative. It's about rel. But so I, I know you get zero, but I'm not talking about you. You're not a Christmas baby, are you? This, the, I'm t- what is with you, man? Contrarian as ever. Uh, I'm just you know. So 20, do you do you not? 2019. Good look, year. all right, all right. So uh, can he take ten minutes talking about what a hard life you have so we can get on with the fucking show? I don't need to. Yeah. Okay. You just need to snip every once in a while. Okay. So for those of you who aren't well, getting the cloud, well, what I'm saying is you should be grateful getting anything because some people don't get anything. So whether right, you know, but you get to so celebrate but imperfect to, humans as we are, we, uh, we get presents. And there's this. So do you not understand the, the complaint that Christmas babies have? Is that what you're saying to me? That you have no, you cannot comprehend what I'm not saying are. I can't comprehend. Okay, I so just then you don't pity them. Oh, you don't, I'm not asking you to pity them. You are. I, you're kind of asking me to pity them. No, I'm not asking you to pity them. I'm asking oh. if you understand the. I, they didn't get two presents. Okay. They, they only got one. I don't ask your pity. I ask two. for your. For your uh, see, here's the thing you want to reverse pity. That's what's going on here. That you want everyone to pity you. You want to why you, this? I don't know why, but this has suddenly become a dick measuring contest for you because I was talking about fictitious Christmas and New Year's people, and you are so hurt about your childhood that well, you had to immediately talk about. Well, I never got no presents at all. They should be happy with what they got. So all right, let, tough guy. All right, all right. All right. Let's okay, bring it to buddy. a fictional world since you're apparently talking about fictitious people well in this fictional world there will other be people who don't get presence at all okay we all understand and that <laughs> we all understand that do you also understand the point that people do you understand the 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 uh social complaint that people have about being born I've close already, to christmas yeah yes i've already i've already said i understand that because my okay. younger brother is born yes on the 11th so i was born in july so i get a present in for christmas on christmas and a separate one in July for my birthday. And people born on like Christmas Day and or close enough to it, they sort of people show up and say, "It's for Christmas and your birthday." And they're like, "That's fucked up, man." So so with that they claim that they have the worst birthday of all. New I Year's babies. New, this isn't about presents. This isn't about your life, I'm Kenny. not talking about my life. Okay. I'm talking about the fact that yes, they may seem that it has the worst birthday ever, 
but they should still be grateful for whatever they're getting. Right. So uh, regardless, but, right. regardless, I'm sure they are grateful. You know, they are grateful. No, apparently in this, you know, this world, they're not grateful because apparently they're they're complaining without, you know, thinking about others. Uh, so it's their birthday. Uh, I don't know if they're thinking about others. Uh, they should probably be better at math. Uh, they should probably clean their rooms. I'm talking so, about. I'm talking about so, fictitious people, man. You well, don't know if they're not. They, I'm sure they said thank you. Technically, it, why? Why is uh? You are the worst why, audience to tell a joke to. Why? Why should we celebrate birthdays in the first place? Once again, getting back to Kenny. What's so, what's so special about the birthday? You know, why why is it more special? Give me your explanation. Holy shit, I didn't know I had to break down all of fucking civilization and society to tell this one-minute little anecdote. We had a one-minute anecdote we could be done with if you would just be the slightest bit cooperative in conversation. I am. I'm arguing with you. That's like not, co- <laughs> <laughs> which is the opposite of cooperative, right? Huh? All right, get on with your shit. Get shit. On with your so, shit. so do you? Can you? Can you take apart the Kenny McLeod and just answer like a normal person? And you, you get. I am answering like a normal person. No, you're not. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Why? Just because I am answering. Can so you put the phone a so little? So I'm not normal. Could you plant a little phone a little more on you? You are sitting all tense. All, you were like sitting like church lady there with your all tense. So, uh, so they claim this isn't about. Can I just tell the fucking story already? I'm not saying anything. Uh, so they claim that they have the worst birthday of all. The Christmas baby has the worst. Uh-huh. birthday. Uh huh. New Year's babies say no we have the worst birthday of all because everyone at our party can't wait and leave and go to a better party oh shit all right. Did you hear that part? You know what's crazy? You're telling me two complaints about two different peoples on their birthday and then get upset when I bring in my point of view from my birthday angle. Because we were t- I was telling a story that really had nothing to do with Kenny. That's why. And you had to interject that you never got presents. But, you know, I'm just looking at it from a perspective that a lot of other people who normally don't get talked about, because you don't really talk about the right. people who Right. I did not about. mention March 12th yeah. babies at all. I know. I did I'm not for mention. The March 12th babies. I did not mention you October 6th babies. I haven't said shit about August babies at all. So that being said, the New Year's baby has a has a uh, a point because basically all of New Year's is filled with people who are just here for a drink or two and are going to split to some cooler party. And that's is like in the mind of everyone is like there is a cooler party I could be at right now. Like New Year's is infused with that feeling. And uh, for that reason, no one's actually having a good time of that and many other reasons. There's so much expectation and everything. And it's a stupid fucking party, you know, idea, a night out, you know, forced holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so New Year's, I see it as like the worst party of the year, mostly because everyone, no matter where you're at, they can't wait to go somewhere cooler or more fun or that's really happening to the point that you go to like your corner bar and they're like, oh, it's 25 bucks to get in tonight because it's New Year's. Man, fuck you. But isn't isn't that on the person you know what I'm saying? It's uh, it, it 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 surely is, but it's on every single person. And just because you're all cool with it in your Kenny McLeod way, you can observe out there that man, everyone is like. You can tell by the way they're acting that they are like looking to either hear about or get on to some other party that they're going to be supposed to be at. But the and fact it, is, you look at it in the social media today. Everybody wants to be doing the hottest, newest shit around. And right. They want to have it posted. So Times 100 on New Year's. You know, so obviously, especially on New Year's Day, there's a lot of aspects of the show out where am I in a hotter place? And is there a hotter place to get to, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel that that is the problem nowadays. It's just like uh, what we were saying earlier, um, you know, about how. You know, social media has been changing the behavioral construct of humans as we get older and, you know, and our younger, the next generation, it's reducing their thinking capabilities to basically zilch because they don't, they're not able to react quick enough to understand the process of, hey man, maybe, you know, I should put down my phone and stop chasing something. Maybe I should live in the moment for a second. Yeah, they're like, they're, it's impossible. Someone posted a picture of this, like, it was like a, this says it all sort of caption with a guy, a young guy sitting with his back to the pyramids, looking at his cell phone. And it's like, dude, the fucking pyramids, man. And uh, there's something about that. I mean, I remember quite a few. Uh, it seems like actually at every um, celebration of like the Team One or some major parade or World but, Series thing that everyone's walking around with their phone out. So like everyone's videographing the fucking thing. And no one's actually there also, experiencing it. I can also contradict myself to say, especially You're good at contradicting yourself. In the entertainment industry, isn't that isn't that an ideal challenge? Be able to have make somebody put down their phone and watch you enjoy your work for what it is at that moment. It, what are you saying? Is that like the ultimate challenge or something or, or something? I yeah. mean, isn't it? Uh, surely, yeah. People will pick up their phones like when you're at like uh, there were people on the phones tonight at the little open mic. That? Is it? I feel exactly the same way that it's like, hey, could you experience real life for a few minutes? And it's like, I know I'm not um, uh, certainly not always killing it. I'm not always the funniest guy. It's not always your type of thing. But there is a minimal amount of like, could I at least get your attention? Even though sometimes I almost wish they would look at their phones because then like they'd stop staring at me for how bad I'm like, this is going badly. And, yeah. and the blank looks on everyone's <laughs> faces. It yeah, it's tough on me too because now I have to people. I have to look people in the eye. Um, maybe I can look at my phone and get away from this uncomfortable feeling. But there's something about that too that's like... Um, I've even seen people do that like in the moment they're laughing whatever and they just like instantly reach their phone and flip it on and something and it's like man they can't even even like something they want to do they still are grabbing at their phone I mean there was someone at yoga class the other day this hot yoga class it's a really good class yoga yoga you sound like and you they every, and then so what and then uh, you know they were flipping at their phone every once in a while and it's like dude you're fucking 
like this yoga is all about like the now and what you're experiencing and just be with the discomfort and you know think your thoughts and let your mind but also in, in tune with your breath and just flipping at the phone it's like oh because man because I am in this new generation I do enjoy my phone a lot I do, I do too for a lot you know I do sometimes too. yeah like I want to be on it you know what I'm saying and it's just like if you're boring me then yeah I'd rather be doing something with my mind that intrigues me well, you should uh, learn the intriguement of um, discomfort and and the boredom. You know, boredom is not this terrible thing you should never, ever, ever experience. It's something you should be able to, like, totally cope with. Well, and yeah, yeah. It's not... I'm not saying that it's not... You know, it's not in a situation where you don't have to cope with boredom. It's a situation where you can cope with it, yes. But do you have to right now? Like, like let's say I pay $5 to go to this show. And I, you know, like, I'm not having my phone out, no nothing. This guy is bombing. At that point, it's like, well... I just spent five dollars. This guy's not funny. Nobody's laughing. Nobody pays five dollars for to be. I'm in an just open being. Room. Hey, hey, hey! It's just a hypothetical oh. fiction well, world. Well, well, that fictiony yeah. world suddenly you infused money into it when. Uh, okay, he paid a certain amount to go to a show. If he, it's a show, he, he he paid he paid for this enjoyment, this entertainment, this thing that was said that he was gonna get. You know, if it's a show, I'm probably doing my better material than shit that well, just happened this week. About you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, a show. Why are, why are you putting your mat into it? I mean, because well, we weren't. I was talking because I talked specifically about what happened tonight uh, when people and you asked me. I'll tell you why. Because you asked me how I feel about it as an artist. That's why. Yeah, um, but then I switched into a hypothetical. Oh, okay. Um, well, I well if, done, it's a if it's a show, it's a so, different thing. No, no, I'm saying, but like. So he goes into this show, right? And, you know, you're expecting a certain quality of level, even if it's not the greatest. You know, you're still expecting that. Right. And he does show, pay respect, a, a, you know what I'm saying? I just want to point out that a show and everything is is changing the dynamics of my anecdote significantly. I know. Yeah. I am changing the dynamics okay. of your anecdote significantly. Okay. I just jumped off. It's going to look Okay, go in. on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for me to go on? <laughs> See how irritating it is? Now do you see? Go on, please. I'm sorry. Well, well. So he changes. Ah, uh, fuck. I almost forgot what I was saying. So, yeah. So he, he does all that transaction that we just figured out a few minutes ago. I'm not going to go back into it. And then he's sitting there and he's watching this. And he's like, in his mind, he's like, this is a waste of time, et cetera, et cetera. At that point, you know, you've already lost him. How is it? How is it different you know, then if you've already lost him and he decides to go, how is it different from, all right, you've lost him in a greater aspect or uh, maybe a smaller aspect, like you're just talking to somebody in a conversation one day, you've already lost them and they go to their phone. How is that different depending on the levels, you know? Uh, I'll tell you how it's different. So imagine a thousand years ago when you really had no option but to listen. Yes. And... Um, uh, so I lost you for a second. Well, maybe you should tune the fuck back in. And but why? 
Uh, you see, okay. a thousand years so ago, if you people ask, tuned in. If you want to, uh, well, they why didn't gain anything? Yeah, they did because that's sort of like the price you pay. And we're not, and we're not tuning out. We're just tuning into something different. Okay, so back to my answer is the same. Uh, so, like uh, the 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 what we're why why the connection? We we have this illusion that we don't need each other and that we don't need to be with but each other. I don't other. also agree with that either. Well, you're a hundred percent wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm not. You don't need other people. No, no, I don't think people don't people have that connection where they don't need each other. I think people feel like they need other people much, like a lot. But the fact is, it's also harder to get in contact and talk to other people than it was before when you didn't have any distractions. Well, now you have right. those distractions, you know. So by denying me, you bring it to the exact point. No, that no, I you make just it. said you just said you think people feel like they don't need each other. I think right. the complete opposite. You you think people don't feel? No, I think people do know that they need each other. Cite cite an example. For example, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, people know nowadays you can't normally get by. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, no, I don't we know had, what you're saying. We had a zombie conversation the other day. He was yeah. talking about how you would need to find some other people, you know, to help you out so that you can trade and survive and stuff like that. That's just the example of you knowing that you're gonna need somebody in a situation, even if it's a hypothetical situation, that's in your core. And I feel like even though people may put up a front nowadays and stuff like that, just because you kinda have to because of the social media area, people don't lose hope. It's like, even when I go back home, you know what I'm saying? My mom is always saying, hey, you need somebody in your life to look out for you and have your back. It's just like family. You know, yeah. but it's thick in the water. This is the same concept of you needing somebody to have your back. It's just a different concept than it was back then and now. Because it's like back then, if somebody were to stab you in the back, you know what I'm saying, it would be okay. You'd probably take it, you know what I'm saying? You'd probably guys get over it. You guys would come back together a little bit later and probably laugh about it later. That's different now, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just something, I mean, it could happen. It just depends on the possibility of what happened. But it's also something that, you know, it's always going to be there and documented to be there. All right, that was pretty rambling, and I'm not sure I could draw a straight line from what you meant and where you concluded. Um, well, in my experience, people definitely take this very much uh, everybody for themselves thing. It's a much, uh, I think a lot more people live under the illusion that they're an individual and they don't need other people that they, you know, I know what to do. And I, you know, it's too easy to get in your car and drive away by yourself and go somewhere like, um, you know, people didn't have the independence. People needed to be surrounded by people they know, because if they were surrounded by people that they didn't know, it was very da dangerous. You're probably getting sold into slavery. Someone might kill you. You're going to get married off to another tribe, you know familiarity and getting along with people and being stuck with those people and having to get along you know the only distractions you had were like whittling you know <laughs> you know building a hut you know but even stuff like that you would need all the villagers to, to go hunt and all the villagers to maintain you needed to get along you didn't have the option to be oh man i don't i don't 
He's talking about that again. I'm tuning out. Where's my fucking... Uh, I'm going to update my Facebook. You know, like you you had to stay connected with people. You had to bond with people. But people are You connected. had to have long conversations with people. I feel like you're, you're just neglecting the fact that people are more connected now than they've ever been. Exa- example, like thousands of years ago, if you were in a village... You didn't know what was going on around you. Maybe in your immediate, but like countries around you. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Had no idea. Yeah, they. Jesus had no idea there was a China. You, you know? know what I'm saying? And something could have really fucked shit up out there that fucked everybody else up, but you didn't know, and that could have affected yeah. you. So you that's know? one kind of connection, like the worldwide connection. But then, like, who are you close to around here that you see every day, that you talk to every day, that you're with every day, that you do stuff together every day? I mean, nobody. Right. That's another kind of connection that we don't have. But Whereas if we lived in a if we lived in a village of like seventy people, there'd be like five people you were doing like everything were, with. You, you would were, get up together, you would eat together, you were you'd be looking work, out for each other's shields wait, wait, and I got spears, you, I got you, I got you. you. At work. You see those people every day. You come to, you go there every day. You're working every day. You work together, hopefully. To get out this thing that you want So that's sort of Like that, another connection that you just yeah, that's, that we don't have That's similar, you go to work Every day, but you're not like it's all, You're not necessarily, I mean, there's plenty of people at work That you work with, that you just do work with And then goodbye, like you don't even small talk Yeah you know. That, well, where, whereas obviously. if you lived in the village together You would have like sit down conversations No, there would still be people where you would just Small talk and not do anything with That's not necessarily True, there would, yeah, you would so, have yeah, Like that little uh, weird Like that little, uh, like that little person That everybody shunned, you know, way back If they're then, shunned, they're not in the village No, you know exactly What I'm talking about, there are still people That you don't go up to and be All goody lucky, you're not gonna like Everybody, I don't know I didn't say you were gonna no, like. No, that's exactly what you're hinting at. I'm not hinting just, at it. I just no gave you, opposite. That you, I told you, I Kenny just gave you a relative. Kenny, you're wrong. What you I said, said you How had to get along. How am I, I didn't wrong? say you liked. You them. have to get along at work, otherwise somebody could be fired. Right, and then they're gone. And that's it. Next one, like you don't care. Yeah, but what if they it's fired you? that guy? He sucked. What if it's you that's getting fired? Now you that care. sucks. <laughs> but that's totally different than the village the, What do you mean? <laughs> I'm talking about the connection you had to have With like your blood and marriage family Like a thousand years ago But how do you know the connection that you had to have With your blood and relative family I'll, A thousand I'll years ago I'll tell you ago one way It's not still around today you're so adamant that it's not still around today, but how do you okay, know? I, okay. I'm just telling you I'm that sorry. I'm sorry, form. Kenny. Back, back up, back up. I didn't say it was down to zero and didn't exist at I all. I never said. You just did. And uh, I... Because... What I'm implying... I'm explaining to you what I'm impl- how it is around today. Okay. At work. But I've given you other examples before that. No, you didn't. What other yeah, ones? I have. Okay, same again. I don't remember. Oh, my God, B. We're now about to go in this circle. I don't remember what other connections you said people had that were so great other than work. Phone connection. 
Oh, you can how, call. Yeah, you can, you can know. You can know stuff that's going on that may affect you. Today. All right, we talked yeah. about it. I'm, no, yeah. okay. Oh, oh, there was no other connections. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I'm bringing right. you connections. Okay, that's that when, when you said that, that connection, I, we, I already said you're right. But that you we can call. But uh, that's different, and that's different. How is that different? Okay, let me let, let's walk through that one more time. Um, you talked about how we are connected in a way, like I can call someone from China, mm. something you couldn't do a thousand years ago. Yeah, I said you're right. That's a connection we have now. I know it, it's so. Different. So at that point, I sort of like forgot about the part of the conversation and moved on, like because we're all in agreement about that, we can move on. <laughs> and what we we we're able to so call. So when were you? When were you telling me that we were going to move on? Because I'm thinking you're. It still was implied stuck by here. conversation, what? and that we'd moved on to the point where, although we have gained that oh, ability to call shit, China, man. we have lost the ability. Uh, or the connection. See, that you keep we saying have. we lost an ability. I'm yeah. saying that that ability has changed over time. We did not lose it just because. Just it's an example for now. Just because you know people don't listen to rock doesn't mean we lost rock it, or classical, for example. Just because people don't necessarily listen to classical means that we lost classical. It's just different nowadays, and people still listen to the old stuff nowadays. Just because it's not you know as prominent as as it was back then because that's all you needed doesn't mean it's not not around okay and i feel that the, that that connection especially in first world countries has significantly weakened and that we don't have the same connection to the people we should be close to um, as a result all right <sighs> yeah well Thank you for changing your mind. Uh, no, I didn't. No, you definitely did. I just said that I feel we have lost that connection. No, first you said we weakened. You started with we didn't have that connection. And then I gave you a few examples where that connection was here. All right, let me state my point. Let me state my case clearly. Although we have gained uh, the ability to call China, we have lost the ability to be connected to those around us. We, that is it, not we true. Have no, that it is, is so not true. I, I get that's not your position, but it is mine. See, see, where where you're where you're uh, differentiating, uh, and I'm differentiating is you keep saying that we lost that ability to connect to people around us, but I'm saying that's not true. Okay, so what did you want to talk about with the babies and the and the and the phones? I'm saying no, 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 no. What did I, I? I know what you're saying. You, you. Before we got on air, you were talking about something. I said, let's talk about it on air. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember about babies not being kids not being allowed to have phones anymore because it changes their brains. Yeah. Okay. That talk about that. Uh, it was your topic. You brought it up to me before we were on air. And I said, yeah, Let's but this is nowhere near the topic that we were just talking about. Oh, th uh, yes, it is. How so? Please explain why this is near the topic that we're talking about. Why won't they let babies have phones anymore? What's 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 the reason? Apparently, you know. Let you let our listening audience. You, this is your topic. Uh, explain it to me again. No, but but you. You just said it's relative to the topic that we just had before. I want you to explain that. Once you tell me why they won't let baby, this is your. I'll, I'll make the connection for you. 
No, please make the connection. Before you I'm haven't brought up. You haven't told me why they won't let babies have phones anymore. No, topic. but you brought that topic up specifically to make a connection. Right. So after. why? Why so won't they? So bring that connection up so I can explain to you. Well, after. you got to tell me why, and I'll connect. Why? Why won't? No, they? no, no, no. There, there's no tell you why you connect because I I'm not telling you why to connect. No, 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 no. Oh. I forgot about that topic earlier because you brought up your other topics, but now you remember. Because apparently it's gonna go into something that you're gonna want to. All right, so you don't want to talk about it. I'll so all right, I'll talk about it. Your topic, okay. yeah. No, all right. So this is your topic. You you said to me that they won't let babies have cell phones anymore, uh, and I said why not? And you said because it changes their brain. Yes or no? Yeah, you can't just stare at me. We have a listening audience. That right? Because it changes their brain. That's what you said. Yes. Okay. This is not what I know for it to be a fact. This is what I've read. What you read, that it changes yeah. their brain. And I said, well, what do you mean it changes their brain? And you said... What did I say? Because they're so malleable. They're so young. that Their brains are so malleable. But using the phone, it's changing their brain. And... I mean, yes, no, that isn't what you said. I'm still waiting for the pact where you're just going to connect this all in. Okay, I, so I how how is it changing their brain? We were already recording when I said that stuff. Oh, were we? Yes. Um, so just skip to that part okay. so we don't have to repeat the beginning. Uh, uh, all right, you, you can help a lot more by uh, joining the conversation, Ooh, but I'll, like I'll just keep talking. Um it's it's my show after all. Uh, all right. So what is that change in the brain? Why is that a change in the brain? What's the change in the brain? You have nothing to add to this. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to bring that all together. The it's change in the brain is that they're uh, getting better at relating to the computer and the screen, but and how do you worse know? at connecting with the human face. How with do the you eyeballs. know this though? How do you know this? This is your assumption. Oh, okay. How am I wrong? I'm sorry. This is your topic, after all. What? You, you want to add something now, or just? No, no, no. You're, we you're, could just stare no, at each other for another hour and forty-five no, no. minutes. You're I mean, saying, don't you have two hours to fill on this thing? Is no, this no, your no, fucking no, show? No, no. I remember. Talk? I literally remember before on another episode, you you start coming at me with stuff. You know, like how do I know something? No, yeah. I, I'm coming at you with the same energy. All right, you got me. How so, do you know this? So, you got me. Go on. All right, let's talk about Louis C.K. So apparently Louis C.K. is, you know... You're just tapping back. out? I thought we were just done. All right, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I won. It changes their brain, just like I said. Go on, Louis C.K. Well, one, no, you didn't. And two, how do you know? I mean, I could ask you that question. <laughs> if you want to keep not answering, then I'm okay with that. Ask me what question? How do you know this? How do you know for sure that it's changed their brains to a way where they can't communicate to people directly? Uh, because I read a study about it too, and I've seen other. By uh, who? But I don't. I can't cite you the source. I didn't come prepared like that. Mm. But I've seen it on several, and even people talk about that with um, um, internet dating apps. 
but are you that sure they're it's not- great at uh, connecting with uh, the the verbiage. But then when they meet the person, that uh, they don't know how to read each other's social cues. They don't know how to talk to each other. Like it's all hot and heavy on, see, on the Tinder on the Tinder that's profile. That's a difference because one, if you never learn something, how can you? So if you don't know how to talk to somebody, how can you be confident in talking to somebody? So right, yeah, that's yeah, my you, point about how. But that's that's the not, kind of connection that we're losing when basically all you that, had was talking to someone. That connection, we were strong at it. That connection isn't completely lost though. No, but it's eroding. And I believe with kids, I thought this was your point with how it's changing their brains <laughs> and why they won't let them have them. That it was because of so, were, because right because they're not reading social cues. I believe that that's what you said. The babies are not. No, I social never cues. said social. You didn't cues. say that. Yeah. Okay. There must have been something I read then that uh, oh. it's it, the ability to read faces and such like that because there's so much on the screen. No, no, their ability to read faces and uh, like their it's re- their reaction time. So when you see something coming at you, reacting quick enough to it, that's what's slowing down. Is keep going. Is that's, all, that's all I know about it. Oh, okay. So the reaction, so all that, all that other stuff is. A and little, you don't find their reaction time slowing some way of like. Dude, a but you forget, lesson. I'm also a part of this generation. Like I grew up with a phone, so it's like, yeah, I understand where that can be for some people. Yeah, I see it happening, but that's not for everybody. For example, I had no problem. You know. What? I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not talking about absolutely like, every last person, but you, you but, nah, but you're, the theme, you're the much. theme, the theme of it. But I feel like that—that's just because relatively phones are new, so people didn't really know so far what to do. Now that we're knowing, obviously we're gonna be more careful. It's just like people knew not to smoke around their kids back. They didn't know back in the day, but now that we know, people don't do it. It's just like you have to change as time changes on. Just because something is gonna hinder. If it's like something like human connection, I don't think that's ever going to go away because that's what humans use to survive. It's like it it's what we do so well nowadays. That's what the Internet pretty much is. It's a connection between two people or a thing and a person. So, so you that, think if you think the Internet is a connection between two people, please give us a call at 415-550-0551. The Internet itself is not the connection. It's just it's just a line that makes the connection. I heard them say about the L.A. freeway. It um, connects distant neighborhoods, but separates neighbors. And I feel the internet does a similar thing. Like, you you can get in touch with someone in China, which used to be so much more difficult. But I think it has a way of pulling us out of knowing our neighbors, knowing the people around us, reading faces, having to suffer through boredom, coping with difficult people. I think those things are all being eroded. I don't think so. Okay. Um, all right. Louis C.K. Ah, Louis C.K. This is your topic. Right. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> Louis C.K., popular comedian. Now, um, popularly... Is he still a popular comedian? He's, 
I was getting to that. Now popular for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, popular is not necessarily uh, a good thing. A positive. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. Uh, perhaps infamous. Yeah. From famous to infamous might yeah. be a better way to describe it. But he's still popular. I mean, go out. Let's walk the next hundred people to pass by here. Heard of Louis C.K.? I bet you they all say yes. You know, uh, so he definitely hits a certain level of notoriety at least. Um, but what do he do now? Oh, are you about so to we're talk gonna- about saying the N word? No. Mm. And uh, while we're on it. Um, you know he's Mexican. Yes. Uh, so, hold on. First of all, all right. Uh, we're, we're about to side note into this. Yeah. Because uh, I really like how we side note into this. Um, first of all, <laughs> yeah, I don't care whether he's Mexican. He's white. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, Mexicans white. totally have, I mean, Mexico is like a huge country. Yeah. Big population. Just like we're not one color. Brazil's not one color. Fucking China is not one color. You know what I mean? But when I'm, you're that goddamn yeah, yeah, big, yeah. there's all kinds of people there. So, Mexico, too, has lighter skinned and darker skinned and, 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 and African. White. There's Asians <laughs> who live people. there. There's white people. There. Yeah, because Europe, Europe was there. Yeah, and, he and, may be Mexican. Mexican, and by now, white the mixing is white. going on. So I get that, that he's white, crazy. but I'm curious where the black community stands on um, Mexicans and Asians and uh, um, in well, general really, with the really N-word. It really depends on uh, where you come from and yeah. who you're associated with. Yeah. Like some preppy, some preppy, like any like any race some preppy so Mexican I, we get, or uh, yeah, uh, uh, Okay, or, so you feel it's more of a class-related thing. Well, yeah. Well, it's not. It's not generally more of a class. It's like, so who are you around with? Like, if you if you you could be you know broke and come from the hood and still be surrounded by white people and not allowed to say it. You know. Yeah. So like, I get the white. We've already covered the white black separation and whites no, can't no, say it. it is, now we're into like, the. When I say white people in that aspect, I mean white not as in a skin color, but white as in a culture. Yes, yeah, so that's where it gets into. That's called class, a class related thing. Yeah. So like a brown guy who's rich doesn't have the same rights to that word as a brown guy who's poor from a ghetto, um, been to jail, no if rough life. You know. Well. If you're using brown as a African or darker skin tone, no, there's more people than Africa who are brown. No, no, I mean, yeah, I understand. Like there's much, there's well, much you, browner using, South Americans and much less brown South. There's much browner Indians and less brown Indians. Look, look, when you when you talk about and when when you say brown, that can also be like a lighter in that skin complex. But what I'm saying is that, for example, like. If you are dark skin color, normally you're not, you're pretty much okay to say that word because you are getting the same treatment regardless because of your skin color. But the lighter that you go down in that face, it really depends on your class for whatever you can say. It's just like Takashi 69 I mean, he's pretty cool to say it, but you could also look at Takashi 69 and understand that that's, that that's his culture. That's who he is as a person. Is he a white guy? Nah, he's Mexican. He's okay. He's Mexican. Nah. But as a white guy, you shouldn't be able to say regardless. Yeah, but he's a very light-skinned Mexican. Yeah. So, uh, after the white-black thing, the N-word falls upon, I'm I'm talking about brown-skinned people. From from there on, it's a class thing. That rich and then poor, and that's... No, 
<laughs> Did you not just hear? <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify because you said it was about upbringing. I'm clarifying for our listening audience. All right. I, I feel like I just explained this. I didn't so get at it. First, at first, it went whether like what you first have to look at. The first thing before you think of anything else is the skin tone. So if they're over a dark skin tone, so if they're if they are brown as definition of who they are because of how they are treated by society because of that skin color they are allowed to say that after that skin color after that you would have to then look at how they were raised and their class as the second like if they were if they're if they're completely white and then they're completely broke that's also that's something you still have to look at as in the second match because like there's a whole lot for example like you may be able to say it around your friends and not anybody who's not your friend so like there's level well, okay Ev- all right look everybody willy can, nilly look everybody can say it in private no 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 <laughs> what i'm saying is if you can say it to your black friends just because you say it like if you were in that just because you say it to your black friends doesn't mean you can say it to black strangers all right then uh, 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 all right so if so you, you can't might as well not say it. Here's my point. If you can't say it to strangers, you can't say it. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm trying to clarify where Mexicans lie on can they say it. But I just and clarified you that. You did not clarify or I would understand. No, no, no. You don't understand because you're not. like. Because I'm not Mexican? No, no, no. Because you're not allowed to say it. I know I'm not allowed to say it. But you wouldn't understand because you don't have like... I still understand fucking... I feel like I broke it down pretty easy. No, First, I know. I said, if if you if feel he black, broke it down very understandably, please call us at 415-550-0551. Um, no, because I... Uh, 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 you you didn't. What are you? You what contradicted you not stuff. But how am I contradiction? What what was the contradiction in what I just said? Um, that you could say it if you're brown because society treats you bad, but you can't say it if you're not toned enough, or that it didn't matter what your tone was as long as you were brought up. No. Yes, yeah, no, I'm not understanding. I never said, dude, you, you keep switching my words. All right, it's all, it's all, it I'm not trying to trap you. I'm trying to clarify. No, no, you're, you're, no, you're mixing up to make it confusing. I, no, I'm, I'm I, speaking. I'm clearly. mixing up because I'm confused. I'm speaking clearly. I'm not first. What not you first have to look at is their skin tone. Okay. So if they're not, so, so, you so can't slow look down. at them. Slow down. Don't just keep yelling it at me. Uh, uh, so s- skin tone. All right, so we're talking about brown. Now we're talking about shades of brown, correct? No. Okay. So when you say brown, yeah. what I'm talking about is dark. So when you look at them, you know they're black. All right, I'm talking. I'm not talking about black people anymore. I'm talking no, about Mexicans. I'm not talking about black and people Chinese anymore and I'm talking about Mexicans. Okay, and okay. Chinese. Okay. When you look at them. And they, their skin tone is dark so that you, in your mind, think of them as black. Just like dark Dominican. Just like the dark Spanish. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, yes. Skin tone first. 
because they are treated just like black people. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, to a, a racist American, they're already considered black and can say it. Yes. Okay, so I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the brown ones. So then we would have to go to that second option. Okay, okay. That's why we lost be, each other. Which would be... How are they raised? So they can't. They so gotta that, be raised uh, oh. in an environment where it's okay to be just talking like this. You can't just go into this environment. Okay, that sounds like a class thing to me. That the environment it where it's okay. Uh, it is a okay. class thing at the second stage. Okay. Because no, like depending on your. Okay, class, that's where you lost me when you were talking about black Mexicans who are Afri- Afro Mexicans. I didn't understand we needed to clarify anything with no, that. No, no, no. That, that was already okay. We definitely need to start clarifying at the start. Like I said, white, black has already been separated. Yes. Black, brown is now separated because black people, are they're all grouped as far yes. as a race is concerned. You know. So now we're talking about brown people. Now we're talking okay. about the lighter version of brown. Now we're talking about but we're starting with brown and ending in brown, right? We're not getting white or black, just brown. Okay, now I'm with you. Uh, brown comes down to class, it sounds like, how you were raised. We're assuming that um, Mercedes-Benz driving brown people, whose dad is somewhat important, is not allowed to say it. No. But so, Okay, so that comes down to class once we get to brown people. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, I just wanted to get on that because there's confusion out there amongst the brown people. But there isn't. <laughs> there, look. there might have been. Okay, now back to Louis C.K., who is a Mexican, but he's not brown enough. Yes. Okay. So the you're, fact that you got to say that you're a Mexican means you're not really a Mexican. Look, I however, mean, <laughs> however, all the time people will talk shit and be like, uh, you know, about gay people, and someone in the room will be like, I'm gay. You know? Yeah. And then some people will be talking shit in the room about, like, whatever. And it's like, hey, I'm Jewish or I'm, you know, I'm Muslim. So sometimes you have to clarify because people are. But (laughs) it's different when you're in the entertainment industry and you're figuring out whether you're allowed to say the nigga or not. By the way, I don't think he ever did that. I'm doing it. Uh, he has done it for other. He has, he has done he, it for other reasons. He has in his jokes. He has definitely said it that he's Mexican. Oh no, no, he didn't say that he's Mexican. Right. I'm not talking about the N word. We all know he said the N word. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying because you said you said if you have to say you're Mexican and that's the thing. I'm like I don't think he's ever really said that as part of his act. He's mentioned it to people. Uh, for for other reasons like his life story because he was well, born in Mexico City right. his first language first is of Spanish all, I I don't even get on Louis C K so much for saying the N word because when he said it and how he did it was hilarious and as a comedian I sort of let shit by just because I am also a comedian so if it's a joke and it's funny I'll let it fly so comedians can say it no. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it I'm here not, tonight. I'm not so. I'm not. I am not signed, so co-signing what, to that. So at what all. you're saying is that they can what say I'm it, saying, provided it's funny. No, no. What I'm saying is I was completely okay with him saying it because it was funny. Now, if my neighbors, you know, 
thing number one and thing number I two. Understand, <laughs> I understand <laughs> that you can't. I will be completely okay with them being upset. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand you can't. Just, yeah, I understand yeah. you can't speak for all black people, but still, you're the spokesman. In, in this no. room, in this, in this <laughs> room, no, he should not say it. In this room, you're the spokesman for them. I uh, disagree. He should not have said it. Um, yeah, he should um, say it again. It's, it's but if he does, I'm not gonna be upset because that's just hilarious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he does say it a bit much. Uh. Anywho, um. All that really does is um. Give him the perspective that he's actually a minority who who passes. But I don't think he's actually a minority. Well, he is Mexican. So when he's in a room, so he's in a room with all these other white people, and they think it's cool, and they start talking fucking mad shit about Mexicans. Part of him is like, see, hey, see, but that's not. I feel like that in itself. If you're able to be in a room with white people and then not consider you an ethnic that you are, then you're not that ethnic. Like, well, so but you know the you uh, know the idea just of just because yeah yeah no I get I get black I people who pass yeah yeah, yeah yeah no so I, I so it. they they know in their heart that they're black. And they're in that room that no one knows that they're black. And all of a sudden, these white guys start dropping N-bombs and making, you know, Sambo comments. This guy in his heart, I mean, he might be putting up a good front, but he's like, oh, shit. This is how they really are. It gives him a perspective. I'm also going to tell you, if uh, if I walked inside a room, you know, and I'm I'm about to, like, I'm just made it and I'm about to walk inside a white room and they start dropping N-bombs and start talking all that. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything either. Like, what could you do in that situation? Not that you're not going to do anything, but just the idea... No, I'm telling you, I probably won't do anything. Great. (laughs) I get it. So, but uh, uh, it's not that what you do or not do. It's the idea that um, he walks around thinking of himself in a certain way, and then he walks into this room... How do you know he doesn't think of himself as white? Because he he probably does, but he also know. But still, you walk into a room and all of a sudden, no one realizes. But and they start talking you, smack. If you think as your so my younger. Why brother, are you right? fighting me on this? Ah, uh, because you can't help it. <laughs> Look, my younger brother, right? So he's super light skinned Yeah. He kind of looks like he's Mexican. Yeah. Um. Do people just come up to him and start speaking Spanish? I don't know. Okay. Because that happens sometimes people, you know, I, I have a Singaporean friend. Singapore is the Commonwealth of England. It's kind of weird. English is his first language. He'll go to a Chinese restaurant and they'll start speaking to him in Cantonese or Mandarin or something. And he's like, um, uh, you know, like, yes, I don't really speak that. Uh, anyway. But that, I want to so. know if you had that level of. No, he he can't speak Spanish anyways. He's like not that he can speak it, but he's mistaken for it in such a way that they just start like other Mexicans. Like if he appears to be, all right, go on. You don't know. You don't know. Go on. I don't know. Anyways, but uh, for him, he has like I feel like he thinks in his mind he is white. Yeah. You know, so he sort of moves differently. For example, if he was in a room where they did that, he would be okay with it and it not even seem like for me if I went, it would be weird, but for him it would be diff- it, it wouldn't be weird. You understand? Uh, uh, right. So, um 
But 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 you. But yeah, that would be the same. Okay, that's UCA. that's like a. So your brother wouldn't care. That's fine. But a lot of people who like pass in air quotes, they 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 get they get to peer behind the curtain in a way that they never had before, and they're like, damn, I had no idea they were this fucking racist. And it's like, wow, him too. Well, hell no. Her too. <laughs> Uh, because you never until you get the full like oh I heard these they're kinky oh kinky how oh you know I don't know maybe they like their balls licked you know and it's like oh it turns out kinky oh no she likes being strapped down and whipped and like she's part of these dungeons and you're like oh shit oh how did you not know I told you she was kinky well I didn't know how like kinky's a long road I didn't know she was that far down it you know so like you, you know everyone's normally, a little racist but normally, you never normally when like as a black person normally when you go into a room you expect them all to be racist regardless of whether they show it or not right but you sometimes are shocked by just how racist some of them really are I, I, I get you're putting this thick skin that you have, no, uh, that you're so wise more, and you know so much and nothing shocks you, but maybe you look, could have I never, a, a, a I never concept said that, that I, other one, people... One, one, stop doing that. <laughs> like, what? you keep saying that I'm saying all this shit. It's just how you feel, how you see it, and how I see it are two different things. Yeah. For you, it may be shocking, you know, and you may think it's shocking for me to see how deep it races. But you don't understand how deeply racist I've seen people. So you don't even get, you don't understand the concept of me walking into a room and then being mildly racist or over racist. As long as there's, there's, there's times where you have to think to yourself in certain situations, as long as I'm okay to be able to get out of here with my life intact. Yeah, no, you don't, you, you want to just sort of mold it off. But that's like, that's a difference in who we are. As a people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Kenny. Good. So anyway, back to I was talking about Louis C.K., not Kenny Cloud from the beginning. But you're the one who brought it up. Right. <laughs> like, Louis C.K. is what I no, brought no, up. No, no, you brought up the whole thing, and I was just I was just saying that you know Louis C.K. may have that mentality where you know because he may think that he's white, doing having him walk into these rooms and them saying that may be okay. Okay, so maybe, but I, however, from what I experience from his comedy, what I get from it is that he has the understanding of what it is to be an outsider and also has the ability to be on the inside. He has a perspective. Usually people just have the perspective of being on the inside or the perspective of being on the outside. And... Uh, I think that's what helped launch his career. It's what gives him such uh, great observations that he's in many cultures. He can switch easily from many, you know, he's able to pass. uh, And and it has given him uh, insight. And that's that's what I think the Mexican thing does for him. Because I heard in an interview that he lost like all of his Spanish, you know, except what he learned in high school. Like, even though he was speaking only Spanish till he was, like, five. But then, like, when he moved to America, he quickly forgot it because no one spoke it around him. So, apparently, this magical Mexican... <laughs> Not magical. But just the idea that he, you know, I, I think that's... He doesn't bring up being Mexican in his act that I've ever heard. Um, so, how would that even... How would they even correlate to what he does... 
how would it correlate to like being a comedian? Just because he's Mexican, no, just because he's Mexican doesn't mean you know like that. That actually correlates to what he does as a person. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. I didn't. You said I, I because you of his Mexicanism, he's able to see on both sides. Uh, I believe I said by being an uh, an insider and an outsider that he's <laughs> because he, has, he was Mexican. Yeah, yeah, that he gives him a a, a, a perspective, greater perspective. Yeah, I but feel. But why greater? Greater, not as in good, bad. Greater, as in like thin, wide. I understand what yeah. greater means. Yeah. But why greater? Because he comes from two worlds. Not just one. <laughs> that makes no sense, though. So being world well-traveled doesn't give you greater perspective? Yeah. Okay, he's more well-traveled. than. But the there's end. a lot of other people that are... They also have great perspective. <laughs> that does not diminish their perspective. It only... Uh, grandized but why, his. No, why does this make him greater than other comedians? Because he's from two worlds and lots of others are just from like one. They haven't seen enough perspectives out there. I just feel it's one of the what many about Chris things. Chris Rock. Chris Rock also. Yeah, all right. I understand now. I, I feel oh, like why? Because it's a black guy? Why, why, no, now no, you no. understand? Oh, now I understand perspective. Chris Rock. I should have said that earlier. No, no. I feel because what I thought you were saying is that it makes him more greater than other comedians just because of this. And I feel like just because. Okay, you're here's what. Here's a problem. Make... Here's a problem we're having with communicating. I get it. I get it. I'll say something, and you do that thing they did when Bush was president. Um. Um, you leap to conclusions. Like, I'll say something like, oh, I don't really feel that way. What, you don't support our troops? Who the fuck said support the fucking troops? No, Why was this I is what you're saying. No, you'll so, say it. But I'm not. You'll say it. Absolutely. So say I say it. it gives him a great perspective, and you feel that's like some insult to everyone you else. You say great. You said a greater perspective than other comedians. And then I asked you multiple times. Yeah. You feel like that gives him a greater perspective than other comedians, and you continue uh, said yes. Uh, 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 you said, uh, I get it. <laughs> you translated that sentence to mean he has the greatest perspective of all comedians. That's what you no, heard. No, I didn't even hear that. Okay. I feel like you'd have to give me an example. Like which comedians are you think that he is greater than? Uh, he's better than me. No, I'm talking about comedians that matter. No offense to you. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's gonna carry a lot of water around here. Uh, no, I mean, like, you're talking about. It's hard to directly rate comedians one to one all the time. It's easier to sort of yeah. group them. And but I mean, uh, he's group? amongst a group of really high echelon comedians. Uh, but wh who would you who would you put him over? Like in, like, I'd put him over. Uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Voss. I'd put him over Colin Quinn. I'd put him over, and and I can't say that that you know maybe they're from two worlds too. There's a lot that goes into being a great comedian: intelligence, mm. timing. 
um, um, dedication uh, to craft, writing, working, stage time. So I can't say for sure that perspective is the only reason he's any good, you know, but it's one of the many things. And by be having a greater perspective gives him one more quiver in uh, one more arrow in his quiver. Other people have a lot of arrows in their quiver too. Chris Rock is also smart and hardworking and getting a lot of stage time, put years into it, all these things. I'm not here to rank them as greater or less. And just because I say he has a great perspective and a greater perspective, I guess what I meant to say to be really, really accurate, he has a greater perspective than most other comedians. Not all of them. He has a greater, he has an advantage in that way. Other people also have that advantage. Some people don't have that advantage, but they're smarter or they've got more years in the business. Mm. Well, you know, that's just crazy. Anyway, this is none of the shit I wanted to talk about when bringing up Louis C.K. I know. Uh, let's uh, let's go into a little break because uh, I need a sig right now and I need to figure out what's going on with our Instagram. Um, don't be be sure to check us out on Instagram at Black Candy Cloud. We are live and in control and look like snails in a put in a blanket right now. But uh, yeah, we'll be back.
like looked at this guy and he was like asleep and I literally thought in my mind like I could literally stay here forever and that was probably like the best moment.
military. Yeah, that's why you can find brotherhood elsewhere. <laughs> All right, so back to let's let's talk about what I want to talk about with Lucy K. <laughs> um, and try not to. Um, he's back out there trying to reestablish his career. What do you think about that? He's allowed to. I mean, everyone's. You know, this is. It's not like anything he did is all that great. Mm-hmm. Jerking off in front of women. However, I think if everyone's honest about their sex lives, they've done some things that are similar, <laughs> if not the exact fucking same. Uh, who hasn't masturbated in front of their lover? Uh, Either using the pullout method <laughs> or because you couldn't quite come or they didn't want it in their mouth or they wanted to watch just once or wow Matt <laughs> whatever bringing, Matt's bringing up some freaky moments I've seen uh, so you have never <laughs> masturbated in front of a lover of course I have <laughs> okay so that's what I mean you're like oh freaky moments have you done that? yes me too okay freaky <laughs> moments maybe they're not so freaky maybe everyone does it and it's not freaky at all and uh, and nah. um and there is a difference between what he did, even though it's certainly creepy, um, and what, you know, like actual what we, rape. What we actually do. Or or um, feeling women up without their permission. Like, apparently he didn't touch them at all. No, so he and a, did it. And apparently he, he got permission. He now, now I get them. it. I get it. It wasn't like a lawyer there, contract signed. They didn't really realize what they were agreeing to. But she, the person who had it done, didn't actually press charges on him. It no, was, nobody uh, did because it's not yeah, a crime. It was, it's not a crime. It was public opinion that crucified him. Right. Yeah. So, so the idea that like, how could he take his career back? He didn't commit a crime. He just did something that, as we just discussed, 100% of the guys in this room have done. You know? And... Um, and, uh, well, it wasn't under the same circumstance. Granted, uh, I wasn't at a comedy festival with another comedian, and I was a more famous comedian. Like, all that power dynamic. Okay, I get you. Uh, uh, not to dismiss it, you know, I'd hate to be that chick watching Louis C.K. wank it. Um, but he well, didn't... she did want it. <laughs> well, there's, there was a number of women who did it, and most of them actually didn't want it. And they didn't realize what they were agreeing to, although he asked them in plain spoken English. Hey, uh, can I pull my dick out and jerk it off in front of you? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> well, oh my God, he pulled it out. As a comedian, <laughs> when comedians talk, it's sometimes hard to tell when they're being serious and when they're not. And it's also sometimes hard to tell when it's okay to joke and when it's not. Because they're like, some of them are like only funny on stage. And when they're talking to you, it's just fucking fact, fact, fact. Like they don't want any fucking guff. And, and there's a lot of ne'er-do-wells around So like when they're giving guff They're not actually giving guff They're looking for a way to weasel You know, more stage time or whatever <laughs> Power dynamic and all this sort of stuff um, But all that being said He didn't commit a crime He just did something weird And if that's enough to ruin his career Then but it wasn't Let's just But if that's enough To ruin his career Then everybody Stop buying tickets That will ruin His career Um You can still go To open mics And all that Sort of thing Because that's just A low bar Low standard 
to be in. Yeah, I definitely don't think uh, Louis C.K.'s career is ruined um, by what he did. Uh, I do think it, it hindered his career a lot. Oh, it certainly did. Um, uh, I was just listening to his latest stand-up thing that got released, I think, without his knowing it. And um, he claims he lost $35 million in one day. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So, uh, everyone, everyone who wants to feel he should be punished, that sure sounds like punishment. And didn't uh, Louis C.K. have, like, a wife at that time? No, he was... I, I, I don't know about during every incident. But mm. once again, that's not a crime. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, no, I think it would just... It would have been a whole lot worse if he was... Uh, put. He might have been married during some of those masturbation sessions, but he's divorced now, so anyone yeah. who has anything to complain about has already divorced him. Yeah. So it's, you know... Um, uh, so that, that being said, um, now everyone... Uh, some of the mindset of the comedian is to attack that nerve mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, and... Uh, Oh, you want to put me down? Well, take this. You know, there's a little bit of like balls snap back. You know, clap back, perhaps. Um, and um, so he came out recently. I don't know if this was like a real show, like people paid for, or whether it was like a mic or something. But uh, I haven't heard the whole thing. I don't know the whole background. But it kind of sounds like someone took stuff he was working on, so it's not all going to be genius, um, and filmed it and released it. And now everyone's judging him. How can he make those jokes? Oh, there's all kinds of horrible jokes we make as comedians mm. while trying to find the funny part. You know, trying to find the audience that will like it. Yeah. And so far, what I'm hearing, we're not at the part when I was listening to you earlier. We're not at the part. But but there was definitely laughter in the clips that I've heard when he's talking about the horrible stuff. Like he had stuff to say about people being, you know, survivors of school shootings. And um, I feel that. And, and there's Louis a- C.K. as a comedian, though, <laughs> he has earned his reputation about talking about things like that and being able to make it funny as a comedian. He earned it, and then he lost yeah. it, and now he's now trying he's to earn back. it back. And this tra- and this travel back is being kind of bumpy. But also, like, you'll tell a joke that kills in a room, tell the same joke that flops in the next room. Yeah. So a lot of the comedic thing, it, it, there is the impermanence. Of it. So I didn't expect you to tape this, analyze it, study it, restudy it. Like it was in the room, it made people laugh, we're moving on. So some people are blowing up this, like, uh, you know, an art that's supposed to be a little bit, you know, the feeling in the moment with the people. And um, grasping that and overanalyzing it. And once again, don't buy tickets. I don't know what else to tell you. Can he have a career? I don't know. Can he sell tickets? If he can't sell tickets, he can't have the career. It's not like so. It's not like the comedy company still has him on the payroll as an executive. Yeah, I'm sure they got him out of there. There is no comedy company. There is no payroll. So the idea of like why you know and. You know, I think people are being overly judgy about like that wasn't funny. Like, 
Okay, he wasn't funny. Don't laugh. He'll believe me. He'll stop telling it if everyone stops laughing, you know. And uh, but if people are laughing and you're the only one, like that's not funny. I'm gonna blog about it. This is insulting, you know. But, but don't. I mean, nowadays that's really what happens to comedians, though. Like right, and that's the chief complaint they're having. It's like it isn't meant to be analyzed like a fucking Rembrandt, you know. It's not meant to be, you know. Not every fucking mic you do is meant to be preserved for all of time. And gone over like scripture. But is that the difference between a great comedian and just a comedian? It also depends on venues. Like if George Carlin is at a mic working on new material, that's not the album he's releasing for all posterity. Yeah. Wait for the album he's releasing. That's the one you can comb over like scripture. But if you're just doing a show working stuff out you're not ready to release your special or do your worldwide tour that's needs to be preserved and judged at a different 